0: of Torah amen the high holidays are coming and during the month of Elul which we're presently in we examine ourselves before the Lord and we have a goal we want to put our hearts right with God and we want to make things right with him because on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur we're declaring that God is the righteous judge and we'll we'll stand before him and we don't want unconfessed sin we don't want to uh to be in a wrong relationship with him. And so we will make things right with him. And the the Jewish tradition teaches us you can make things right with God, but you've also got to make things right with people. And so as we're experiencing God's redemptive power and his ability to restore and reconcile, we'll be restored to him, but we will also be restored to others. And I want to encourage you, as the Lord puts people on your heart, uh, and you feel something's wrong in the relationship, just pray for that person and pray for that relationship and ask God how, how you might take action in order to help bring uh, restoration. This is a good time for us to remind ourselves of God's faithfulness and to respond to his faithfulness by being faithful. I want to take a few minutes and look at a passage in the Gospel of Luke we'll read one of Yeshua's parables, which examines four different kinds of responses that people have to God's words. Luke chapter eight, starting in verse four. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Yeshua from town to town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path It was trampled on and the birds of the air ate it up. Some fell on the rock, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it, and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than what was sown. So that was his message. Can you imagine if that was my whole sermon one day? It'd make it shorter, at least shorter for me, not necessarily for you, because the people who heard this had to process it. And that's why when Yeshua said this short Mishal or parable, he then called down and he says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And he was using a phrase that appears in this week's uh, Torah reading and throughout the prophets and really throughout the scriptures that it's possible to have ears and not hear. And so he's saying, if you have ears, use them To listen. Now, with Yeshua having said this, everyone who heard his words was left with this dilemma. What on earth did he mean? Clearly, he's not just talking about agriculture. This is not, you know, like some advice for farmers, it's something else. And so his disciples gathered together and they asked each other if they understood what he said, and none of them did. We find that in one of the other gospels. So they gathered back with him, and in verse 9, they they asked him what this parable actually meant. And he answered and he said, in verse 10, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables, so that though seeing they may not see, though hearing they may not understand. He was quoting Isaiah chapter 6 verse 9. And then he proceeds to give the meaning of this Mishal, this parable. The seed is the word of God. Now let's just stop and I'll I'll ask the first quiz question here. It's a pop quiz. What is the seed? Now I want to hear everybody. The word of God. Okay, if you got that right, congratulate yourself. It means you are listening. If you didn't get it right, stick your finger in your ear and try to wake it up. So the seed is the word of God. That's the first part. You have to know what the seed is. It's the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear. Okay, so the seeds that are sown also are to be compared to people. Those along the path are the ones who hear. And then the devil comes, Hasatan comes, and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe And receive salvation. Now where is that seed? Where is the word of God in that person? In their heart. And where is the seed taken from? From the heart. Okay. So these are the ones who receive the word. It goes into their heart. But then it's taken away. And when it's taken away by Hasatan. They stop believing. Verse 13. Those on the rock. Are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a little while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. Verse 14, the seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they're choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they don't mature. And then verse 15, but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering produce a crop. Now I want you to notice something. All of these people hear the word. Did you notice that when you were reading it? They all hear it. In fact, each of these different kinds of people actively hears and has an initial response. So the difference between these four groups, the The key distinctive is not whether they hear or not. These are all people who hear. They've heard the word. And it's not whether they have a positive response initially. That's not the difference. The difference is in the ultimate result. So only one of these actually produces a crop. Now, are there any farmers in the house? Are there any gardeners in the house? Okay, a few gardeners, no farmers. When you sow seed, are you expecting something? What are you expecting? A crop. Okay, if you sow tomato seeds, what are you expecting? Tomatoes. First the tomato plants, and then tomatoes. If you sow corn seeds, what are you expecting? Corn, that's right. Now, how did you all know that if you're not farmers? It's it's really simple. We all understand something basic, that seed produces according to its kind. If you sow tomatoes, you shouldn't be expecting corn, right? What you sow is connected to what you can reap, what you can harvest, And this is talking about all different kinds of people who have the word of God sown into their hearts, but different things happen to them because of their responses. Both how the events that happen to them and how they respond to the events. It says in verse 15, the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart. And the way you would communicate nobility in Hebrew is to use a word like yashar, which means straight. It's a directional word. We first heard that word once when we were lost in Israel. We stopped and asked for directions. And a guy said, yashar, yashar, yashar. Yemenah. And so, you know, we understood you go straight, 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 and then you turn right. Uh, we didn't know how far straight was. But at least we knew, go straight. Someone with a noble heart, go straight. That's the, the quality of their heart. They, they move in a straight direction. And this says they have a good heart too. They hear the word and they retain it. They hold on to it. So when Hasatan wants to steal the word from our heart, what do we do? Do we just say, yeah, go at it? No, sir. No, ma'am. We say, that's my word. That belongs to me. What God spoke to me, I'm going to hold on to. And we fight for what God has given to us. It says, they hear the word, they, return, they retain it. And then by persevering, they produce a crop. So they've actually got to hold on and continue and continue in order to produce a crop. It raises the question, then, what kind of crop? Well, since the seed is the Word of God, the crop is connected to the content of the Word of God that's sown. I'll give you two examples. If the word that was sown into someone's heart is a word about faith, then the purpose of that word is to produce a crop, a crop of faithfulness. If the word that was sown is about hope, then the crop that that person should produce is a crop about hopefulness. What is sown into us should grow up, and then it should produce a crop. Now, we're living in a time when it's easy to get oversown, if you will. You know, in America, you can listen to the radio 24 hours a day. You can go on the Internet 24 hours a day. You have access to every kind of thing. And you can hear words so often, so frequently, that you can't hold on to them. And Yeshua is not impressed by how many words you hear. Did you get that from his parable? It's not the sheer amount of words. It's not even if you have an enthusiastic response. Though I have to tell you, as a rabbi, I do like enthusiasm. But it's not everything. And it's not even how quickly you respond to the word, even though it's good to be quick, but it's not always sufficient to be quick. Because sometimes if we have a quick response, that's our only response. And we quickly respond and we quickly forget. Now, there are some people who they, they're listening to, to this on Monday, to that on Tuesday, to something else on Wednesday, something on Thursday, then on Friday, then on Saturday. And, you know, by the time Sunday comes along, they can't remember anything that they heard. And Yeshua is actually speaking to believers. Remember people who hear? People who take things to heart? And he's saying, you've got to hold on to the word. So I encourage you, be very selective about what you hear so that you can be selective about what you hold on to. Because the main thing is not to have seed sown into you. The main thing is to bring forth the crop. All farmers understand this. It's not the quantity of seed. It's the quantity of the harvest that's important. You sow seed for one reason and one reason alone, to get a harvest. So it is with Yeshua. So Yeshua says to such people, he who has an ear, let him hear. And I like what the book of Revelation says over and over again. He who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the congregations of Messiah. What is the Spirit saying? It's really important to hold on to what the Holy Spirit is saying, and to learn to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying. Now, let's look at one verse in this week's Torah portion, Parshat Ki Tavo, in Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 4. There are three phrases that are listed here. Moses is telling the children of Israel that they've seen all these great wonders of God, and yet they haven't let god change them and there are three qualities that are missing in them they don't have a heart to perceive lev at, or a heart that knows they don't have eyes to see and they don't have ears to hear these are the things that are missing You see, we can be just like that. We can have ears, but we don't really hear. We don't take notice of what God is communicating. We don't take it to heart. We don't meditate on it. We don't turn it over and over in our hearts and our minds, and we don't try to apply it. And if we're in that condition, we're not going to bring forth anything. No matter what's sown in our hearts, it's going to be lost. So we have to engage in that special kind of listening to the Spirit of God. He who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Have you been listening to what the Spirit is saying these days? You see, you can listen all day long. When you wake up in the morning, when, when you hear his still small voice, when you're reading the scriptures, when you're walking along the way, when when you're just doing things, as Aaron Jacobs shared earlier this morning, you can make yourselves available to God for guidance And he will guide you. Each of us has spiritual capacities. I want you to think about that for a moment. We each have spiritual capacities. Look at the person next to you, look at their ears, and look at their eyes, look at their heart, the area of their heart. You see, they have physical capacities, we each do, but we have spiritual capacities that parallel our natural capacities. And our natural capacities are only made complete by our supernatural capacities. How many many of us have two ears? Hallelujah. Okay. Now, what's important is that we have two spiritual ears. We have eyes. What's important is that we have spiritual eyes, too. We have a heart. What's important is that we have a spiritual heart that's working, that's active, that's alive, that's engaged. When our our natural capacities to listen, for instance, are made complete by our supernatural capacities to listen in the spirit, then we can be made whole by God. And then we really become that new creation. It's not a matter of either or. It's not like you need to just listen in the spirit but not listen in natural things. You've got to use your mind and your heart. God is the God of spirit and truth. He's the God of Torah and he's the God of Ruach HaKodesh, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. These have always been meant to complement and complete each other. We can use both faculties together. And as we strengthen one, we can strengthen the other. As we complete the month of Elul, we want to build up all of our capacities so that we have hearts that are perceptive of what God is saying and responsive to him. And so that we have eyes that can see what God is doing. And not only take notice, but take action. Do you remember what Yeshua said? I only do what I see the Father doing. So his action was a result of what he saw His heavenly Father doing. And so that we have ears that can hear and hearken to what the Lord is saying so that we can hear and do. That's our goal. This morning when we had extended worship, I I just began to see different things and that's what I was responding to. And it was interesting to me, I saw Aaron Fleming praying for Ross. And so I thought, okay, I'll take action on that. Now, it could have been that the Lord wanted Aaron to go pray for Russ, but Aaron didn't do it. I can ask right now, did that happen? No, that's not how it was working. You see, the Lord showed me something because he wanted me to see the end result, but then I had to take some action connected to it. It's not that you were dull or disobedient. You were waiting. Maybe you didn't even know it. And yet, It was the right time and you were the right person. And I saw Brenda Miller and I remember thinking I should ask her to pray because the Holy Spirit was saying, was bringing Brenda to mind. And I understood we needed to add some people and I didn't want to just, you know, figure it out. So I said, well, who, Lord? And the Lord was showing me Brenda. And so I was looking for Brenda, but Brenda was on the floor. And I had this moment of, well, you know, that would be disrupting her private experience. And I think the Lord just said, go ahead, disrupt. I want to use her. I'm giving to her, and I want to use her. Do you see? And, and I was calling for Nelu. And he was like deep in prayer. He was, you know, in his world with God. But Emma heard me, right? And so Emma goes over and gets Nelu. You see, that is a result of hearing or seeing. It's not spooky. It's simple. By that I mean there are times when our ears can be open, our eyes can see things, and we just need to take notice of it and say, Lord, what do you want to do next? What do you want to do because of that? And it's not disorderly. Am I right? It's good. And it's a way that God works. You see, God has given gifts to many, to all, really. And he wants to use each one of us to do things. And when he sows seeds into your heart, he wants to bring something forward. So this morning, I've been listening. You you might not believe this, but Rick and I didn't like figure out what each was going to say, and Aaron and and Rick and I didn't figure all this out, and Brian. We didn't pre-plan and coordinate. But there is one Holy Spirit. And the same Holy Spirit who is speaking to the congregations of Messiah is speaking to our congregation. And he speaks to one and to another and to another, and it fits in and makes a whole. Do you see that? And it's not necessary that we have a planning meeting for these things to happen. What is necessary is that we have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And when we have a relationship with Him, and we're in right relationship with each other, we can pay attention, and each can do our part, and thus all can happen. Let's just close by praying for something very simple that our hearts would be perceptive and that our eyes would see and that our ears would hear. Lord, this is our prayer, that we would be those who have ears and hear. We would be those who have hearts that perceive. We would be those that have eyes that see, that we could behold you and what you're doing and we could join ourselves to you and the wonderful things that you're doing in this earth, thank you, Lord, for giving us hearts towards you in Yeshua's name we pray amen amen let's close with aaron's blessing, please stand. <sighs> Yissa Adonai Shalom. The Lord bless you. The Lord protect you. The Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and give you his shalom in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Shabbat Shalom.